Chapter 15 of An American in the Making, The Life Story of an Immigrant by Marcus Eli Ravage. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 15 The Trials of Scholarship My radical interests had one salutary result immediately. I was not content to know at second hand the great writers and thinkers whom I heard continually discussed. But in order to read them, I must know English. I began my literary study of the language one memorable night by borrowing a one-volume edition of the complete works of Shakespeare from the Bond Street Library. As soon as I got home, I eagerly opened my treasure and turned to Hamlet. To read Hamlet in the original had long been one of my most ambitious dreams. But to my disappointment, I found that I could not get more than one word in ten, and of the sense, nothing at all. Shakespeare as a first reader proved a total failure. It was then I decided to go to school, although I should mention that my inspiration came, in great part, from Abe Wyckoff, whom I had shortly before met at a lecture. The chap was a cloak-maker with ambitions similar to my own. As we came out of the building, he said, Comrade, I am going to throw up the machine. I am sick of cloaks. Three months in the year you work overtime till midnight, so that it nearly kills you intellectually and physically. And the rest of the time you are so hard up you have not a dime for the Zukunft. I am going to study dentistry. I had a little training at home, and I think I can pull through. Then, liberty, time to read and to think, to be a human being. I listened to Fagenbaum here the other night. Did you hear him on dominant figures in world literature? And it made my heart sick. Goethe, Calderon, Racine, Dante. What do I know about them? Hearsay, nothing more. I want to get into them. But good Lord, where is the leisure? A professional man is different. I hear that Gordon and the others are getting together to start a progressive school for workmen. You and I ought to look into it. It is to be called the Educational League. The new organization opened its doors toward the end of August, and Abe and I were among the first of its pupils. Tuition was entirely free, and there were no restrictions as to the choice of studies. All of the teachers gave their services without pay, and with no lack of enthusiasm. Before a month had passed, the place was filled. A student body made up of boys and girls in their teens, bearded men and middle-aged women, former gymnasium students from Russia, and semi-illiterates from Galicia, all the ages and types of the diversified ghetto. But the school turned out to be somewhat of a disappointment. Its fine liberal spirit tended to degenerate into a mere absence of system and order. Pupils came in at all hours and interrupted the classes. Attendance was irregular, and those who were present one night 
were unable to follow the lesson because of what they had missed the night before the program of the league moreover was an odd one its twelve rooms housed a course of study which began with elementary arithmetic and spelling and ended with university courses in evolution the philosophy of nietzsche the history of the labor movement attic tragedy and comparative religion and teachers and students alike were too interested in the lectures and discussions on literary and social matters to give much attention to the exercises in orthography by the latter part of september i took an inventory of my added stock of knowledge and found that i had learned the names of some fourscore new books and authors as well as the difference in meaning between the english words county and country and excellent and surpassing of which latter i was far from certain fortunately there had lately begun to appear a whole crop of evening preparatory schools on east broadway largely no doubt a result of the league's experiment they were usually owned and manned by young east siders who had recently graduated from the city college i entered one of them simply in order to study english but once there my ambitions expanded i recalled my father's professional hopes for me and conferred with my teachers about the possibility of preparing for a medical college they encouraged me and i agreed to pay fifty dollars for the forty-eight point regents course in monthly installments of five dollars each the institution occupied the remodeled top flats of two buildings on both sides of the street the ground floor of one of them was occupied by a second-hand bookstore and the basement of the other housed a butcher shop the classrooms themselves were on off nights the meeting places of lodges and societies and one of them did alternate duty as a chemical laboratory and a house of worship as the brass candelabra and the paraphernalia on the east wall showed i used to travel across the street from algebra to english and back again for german the stoops and the halls and the stairways were always crowded with students and during change of classes it was almost impossible to break through i often wondered what would happen if there were a fire at last the management rented a flat in a third building and turned it into a waiting room and study hall the classes were overcrowded so that even with the best instructors anything like a recitation was a practical impossibility the evening was divided into four periods beginning at seven fifteen and ending at eleven o'clock as there were four regents examinations annually our school year was arranged into four corresponding terms every course ran through a term for instance i took algebra three times a week for ten weeks and then went up to the grand central palace and passed the examination along with high school pupils who had had the work five times a week for a year i cannot tell you how we did it 
i only remember that i would sit and puzzle over x's and y's from the time i got home at eleven o'clock until my eyes would give out and at seven in the morning i would be back at the machine sewing shirts i had registered late and had missed the first two or three lessons for a time the idea of algebra simply would not get through my head but even algebra was as nothing besides english we were trying to cover the prescribed regents requirements in spite of the fact that the majority of us could hardly speak a straight english sentence the formal grammar which was the bugbear of nearly everybody in the class did not worry me the terms were the same as in rumanian and i had been well trained at home but the classics we began mind you with milton the nights and the sundays i spent on Leallegro and il penseroso looking up words and classical allusions if i had devoted them as earnestly to shirt-making would have made me rich and then i would go to class and the teacher would ask me whether i thought there were two separate persons in the poems or just one person in two different moods bless my soul i had not thought there were any persons in it at all i had made up my mind that it was something about a three-headed dog that watched at the gate of hades whatever that was so i would go back and read those puzzling lines again and again in a sort of blind hope that sheer repetition would somehow make me understand them until i got them by heart i can recite them yet as soon as i got straightened out a bit i tried to take a little interest in the social life of my school there was a socialist club and a zionist society and a chess club and a debating club and i don't remember how many others that sent their representatives around with notices to the grammar class one of the teachers was giving an unscheduled course in greek between six and seven and i joined it in the hope that it might enable me to read the dramas of sophocles in the original on sunday nights the instructors took turns in lecturing in the study hall on the other works of the authors we were studying in english and german or on the colleges and universities of america or on art and i was drinking in a lot of things that the radical educators had omitted in the debating society too the subjects were a little out of the usual american politics and prohibition and the nature of the trusts touched elbows with such familiar things as the referendum and the initiative and the true shakespearean conception of the character of shylock and what i particularly liked about the organization was that it gave greater opportunities for self-expression and in english than the regular lectures did my schooling brought a lot of new problems with it and not all of them academic some of them were the old familiar ones with a new wrinkle 
as a student i could not work overtime and many a row i had with the boss about it that meant a reduction in my weekly envelope of about two dollars there were the monthly five dollar payments and several books every quarter which however one was not compelled to buy since the school itself supplied them at a nominal rental of ten cents a month each my room rent was raised by fifty cents a month to pay for the midnight gas i was burning one had to dress a little better and shave oftener and pay club dues but all this additional expense i could have endured it was the matchmakers who made day and night hideous for me being a prospective doctor had made me quite a commodity in the marriage market one of the men in the factory called my attention to the fact that a certain pretty finisher had five hundred dollars in the bank an old woman of my acquaintance hunted me up in my room one night after school to make me a tempting offer she knew of a rich jewelry peddler who was ready to finance me through college on condition that i become engaged to his daughter and he is a fellow countryman of yours too she added and of such a fine family and the girl a jewel in the sight of god and man full of virtues educated like a bookkeeper reads german it is a joy to hear her and english as if born to it and all this while i had a load of german and english of my own to get through with before morning not only among my own relatives but in little rumania generally i was causing an immense furor my cousins and second cousins and aunts and uncles to say nothing of my brothers never ceased bragging about my change for the better even Koza, whom i had not seen since my barroom days was pleased and took occasion to remember that he was entitled to some of the credit because if it had not been for him i would still be in vaslui cousin jacob who had in the meantime settled affairs in rumania and followed his family grinned with delight and forgave me my irreligious practices and declared that he had always known that i would one of these days come to my senses next-door neighbors and fellow townsmen beat a path to my hall bedroom to find out exactly what profession i meant to pursue and ventured an opinion as to which was the most profitable or the least irksome or the most elegant i was set up as an arbiter on every variety of disputed question linguistic geographical legal and what not was minneapolis in the south if a chap had promised to marry a girl in buzeo and now refused to marry her could she sue him for breach of promise in new york was the dollar mark derived from u s which was right myself or meself and if one why not the other 
why could one say yesterday and not yesternight if i confess that i really did not know the answer to all these difficult questions then i was told that pride goeth before a fall and that i must not get so stuck on myself or else that i was a queer kind of a college boy in january at the end of my first three-month term i took the examinations in english algebra and third-year german and reaped five points that left ten more between me and college unfortunately it left something more besides which even a conscientious student could not get by means of examinations as we drew toward the end of our preparation we seniors as we were called had but one topic for discussion how to get into and through college i cannot enumerate half the schemes we cooked up some of us did more daring things than marry plutocrats daughters a great number became druggists taking pharmacy as a stepping stone to the higher ambition because it only required about one-fourth the number of counts and only one year in college i knew several boys who became conductors and robbed the street railway companies of nickels until they were caught and discharged alas too soon i myself in company with alfred now dr goodman chose another more difficult course when september came a year after i had entered school i had enough credits to enter college on a condition and of course no money even for the matriculation fee then goodman heard of the state scholarships and came and told me about them the stipend was good for four years tuition at cornell university but the scholarships were open to none but high school pupils i fretted at the loss of a year but there was nothing for it but to go to high school and make myself eligible i remember the afternoon when goodman and i decided to go around to the nearest high school to find out what we had to do to get in in our ignorance we wandered into a girls institution somewhere on thirteenth street and got laughed at at every turn and as far as i can now recall never got as far as the principal's office at all from a policeman on the street we learned that what we were looking for was the dewitt clinton high school which was a considerable distance of town there a warm-hearted old gentleman whom i came later to know as dr buchanan the principal took charge of us and extracted from us our entire personal and family history and gave us several score of cards to fill out and conducted us about the building as if we were noted visitors and introduced us to our teachers and commended us to their mercy because we had never seen the inside of a public school we were admitted to the fifth form and blushed with shame at finding ourselves in a class with mere youngsters the english instructor was not much older than we were on the very first test 
we were asked to write a hundred and fifty words on school spirit and alfred and i exchanged frightened glances and handed in blank papers but the next day the teacher told us that we must not be bashful when we did not understand an assignment and allowed us to take our choice of subjects and marked our substitute papers ninety five and ninety eight respectively and scribbled excellent on the margin for good measure things did not go quite so well however in the other classes in the history room the teacher was altogether helpless in the hands of his pupils and in his misery he found fault with everything goodman and i did from the manner of our taking notes to our english intonation how those boys could be so disrespectful to a learned man our european minds could not grasp at all they threw chalk at him and at one another as soon as he turned his back to write on the blackboard and catcalled him and one fat youngster even went to the length of getting up and waltzing around the room in the middle of another boy's farcical recitation and yet as soon as they came into the physics room these same pupils became as meek as lambs and as attentive as a clinton hall audience we suffered so horribly under the discipline that at the end of a week goodman gave up the effort and borrowed the money to go to a second-rate medical school where the tuition was comparatively cheap at the evening school there had never been any insistence on getting exercises and themes into the hands of the teachers at any particular time it was assumed that the work was done as a matter of course if a student could not or would not follow out assignments he naturally dropped out altogether and devoted his money and his time to more pleasurable avocations than going to school after a hard day's work in the sweatshop at clinton however nothing was taken for granted and i who had fallen into the habit of doing lessons thoroughly enough but by the method of inspiration came into constant collision with the more conservative of my teachers and was reported to my guardian for insubordination and was kept in the detention room after classes when i should have been out earning my living and was peremptorily sent down to see the principal who did nothing more tyrannical however than to take me parentally by the arm and to tell me smilingly that he knew there were more ways than one to kill a cat and that if i would not tell it in gaff he would confess to me that he thought my way as efficient as any but that nevertheless i would find it beneficial to adopt in part if i could the ways of authority i don't know how long my tormentors would have kept on worrying me if it had not gotten abroad that i had offered to join the penal class in higher spelling of my own free will which my taskmasters accepted at once as a submission and as a stoic challenge to them to do their worst 
going to day school necessitated giving up my shirts which rendered the financial situation exceedingly tense more than once i lacked the car fare to get to the school on a hundred and second street and then i must either get up at five in the morning and walk or invent some plausible but altogether untruthful excuse and compose a letter of explanation which must be signed by my landlady a process that no doubt appears simple enough to the uninitiated but was all the same fraught with perils and difficulties because mrs schlesinger had neglected to acquire the art of writing and if i signed it myself with her name i made myself liable to the charge of forgery and the criminal punishments appertaining thereto to make ends meet i attempted a return to the familiar occupation of peddling on the grand scale with a pushcart this time and the merchandise second-hand books instead of sweetmeats but finding it less congenial and less profitable my wants having become extravagant than in the old days so i advertised myself in cousin friedman's coffee-house window as a private instructor in english and arithmetic i charged twenty-five cents an hour which would have brought me wealth enough if only the powers above had not cut the day to a skimpy twenty-four hours and if the desire for self-improvement in little rumania had not been so scarce time was particularly at a premium inasmuch as my pupils were possessed with an excessive curiosity about the meanings of all sorts of words that i had not inquired into so that if i prized my dignity and self-respect i must devote hour for hour to preparing my lessons and also because the ancient problem of distances had still to be solved and then when the struggle was all over it turned out that i had labored and suffered in vain somehow i had never stopped to question my ability to win the scholarship yet it required only a trifling accident to smash the hope on which i had staked everything i scored ninety-six in english and nearly as high in all the other subjects except one in physics i was marked fifty out of four questions one was on the rainbow and another on some species of dynamo neither of which topics had been touched on at all in the class a month later i took the regent's examination in that same subject and i believe under the same examiners and passed with honor which meant a percentage of over ninety so decisive are examinations end of chapter fifteen